Welcome back, friends. Once again, we'd like to thank you for giving us your precious time in order to listen to the show. Also, keep sending us questions so that we can keep answering them with our amazing, flawless execution. And then also, remember to keep sending us your feedback, because we want what you want. A better show. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time out to give us a listen. This week is kind of a continuation of a couple episodes back when we were talking about childhood memories. And, you know, we had a plan to talk about the good and the bad, but we got so wrapped up in the funny, good, memorable stories that we were lucky enough to experience in our childhood. And we left out the ones that um, stand out for, like, negative reasons. <laughs> My dad left. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't come back. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I really wanted that jug of milk. I needed cereal. (laughs) Okay, that's not quite the stories. (laughs) No, no, not not like sad stories, but like scary stories. Yeah, like I thought instead of avoiding the more traumatic or embarrassing or whatever stories that would just kind of bring the mood down. um, (laughs) Not to say your story isn't important, Clay. No, that's fine. We've (laughs) been through this. I'm okay. Yeah, you're fine. Mm -hmm. You came out unscathed. You have grown up completely normal. Normal as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, it's so normal. But yeah, so we're going to talk about um, some stories that maybe are unexplainable that to this day going about your business as an adult and those memories kind of pop up in your head and, and you're like, were they real? Well, if I tell the story, I still get, I get goosebumps when I tell the story. I know. Stories. So I guess to start, I, I just want to know before we get into it, because these are stories and it's entertaining to retell them. Um, and even though we're like, you know, trying to explain, like in our heads, trying to figure out how they happened, um, do they make you believe in the paranormal, in ghosts and goblins and witches, or maybe all of those things, or one of those things. We were probably younger because it was with my cousin again, and with my cousin's cousin. Mm-hmm. So not my cousin, but my cousin's cousin. Yeah. And they lived on an orchard as well, across town, way across town by the highway, uh, next to the uh, Indian reservation, right across the highway from the from the land reserve. Yeah. And we were just playing in the backyard. We were playing, like, hide-and-go-seek tag. Mm-hmm. And I remember my cousin was it, and he was chasing after the two of us. Mm-hmm. And there's this old, broken-down farm truck in the backyard. Like, it, it didn't run. It didn't do anything. It was just all rusted out. It was there. And I remember we were trying to hide in the shed, but the shed was locked, so we couldn't get in. Yeah. So we were running, and then we hop, we opened the driver's side of the truck, and the two of us slid through. And then I closed the door behind me, and then my cousin hopped in, who was chasing after us. Instead of running around the truck, he went through the truck just like we did. Yeah. And he goes to the door that's that I just closed, and he couldn't open it. And he starts like screaming and crying because he's trapped in the truck. We thought it was just a ploy for us to get closer so he could tag us, right? Yeah. So he's like yelling and screaming and screaming. Like there's terror in his eyes, right? He's crying. So like we go up to it and we just um, open the door, and he gets out. And then at that point, we were called in for dinner. Yeah. So we went in for dinner, 
And uh, we're eating dinner. Wait, you didn't ask him why he was... No, he was done. He's like, I couldn't get out. I was scared. I couldn't get out. Right? Like, it was, okay. He was done. We're going inside for dinner. It, uh, we thought he was like fucking with us at yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. And then at that point, it was dinner. We didn't care. Like, yeah. Whatever. We're done playing the game. Let's mm-hmm. go. So he's you know, wiping his face. We go sit and we have dinner. And the older brother of his cousin's cousin, Yeah. Uh, he's really into like uh, electronics and remote control cars and boats and like remote control helicopters and stuff so after dinner he goes downstairs to to go to his room or go play pool or something and then we go outside to play so there's a three boys right we're done Mm -hmm. and we're walking towards the truck and we're talking and all of a sudden my cousin just stops and i I hit him like i bumped into him because i was right behind him like dude what's up and he's just pointing at the truck we were just in before dinner and the guy that we were with his cousin myself and my cousin are all looking at this truck and on the roof of the truck there's this short like three foot tall troll gnarled face like a goblin kind of thing like wretched teeth just like growling at us and pointing a chainsaw he's like the chainsaw's not on he's just holding it and it's huge in his hands look at my goosebumps (laughs) and we're just staring at it we're wondering like what the fuck right like oh my god oh my god and then we run inside screaming and yelling we thought it was like a remote control from the older brother yeah so we run inside we're, we're talking to the mom and the brother and he's like no I'm just playing pool like what do you mean there's a a troll outside with a chainsaw what are you talking about yeah so the older brother and the mom come outside and we're walking towards the truck and the chainsaw is on the top of the truck but there's no troll in sight and the mom's like, how do you guys get the chainsaw out? Like, what do you mean? Like, you guys can't play with that. I was like, we weren't playing with it. We actually played around the truck all afternoon, and there was no chance on top of the truck. We would have noticed it. Yeah. Plus, we couldn't get into the shed because the shed is locked. And she looks over, and the shed is locked. So somehow the chainsaw got from inside the shed to the top of the truck, hmm. and this beastly thing was, like, holding it and, like, gnarling looking at us. So it, it's can weird. you explain it? I, I, I can't explain it, but all, all I can tell you is... Eight years later, like the, the my cousin's cousin moved away mm-hmm. to go to a different school. My cousin moved away yeah. to go to where where he went he moved to. And then I remember being graduating summer, I ran into my cousin's cousin yeah. on in you know Suyas uh, campsite row. And I hadn't seen him in like, you know, seven years or something, right? And we're just talking. He's like, Hey man, this is really weird. I tell this story all the time, but I just want to confirm. Do you remember that day we were playing hide and go seek tag and there was that like ugly goblin thing with the chainsaw I was like yeah. oh my god like it, I, I'd spent the last like you know eight years wondering if that shit was like real yeah and he reconfirmed by telling me exactly what I had seen mm-hmm. that he had seen it too so neither one of us can explain it but even people who haven't seen each other in ten years or eight years or whatever talked about it as if it was like yesterday yeah and then probably about a month later it's after summer we're hanging out with some friends from the neighboring town and we used to go to the graveyard a lot yeah. It was weird. We put a blanket down on the grass and we just hang out. Yeah, I the, like it. <laughs> there was sometimes we couldn't get out of the car. We would yeah. park and be terrified, but there's sometimes we just take out the blanket and lay down. Yeah. And I remember this one night we were there with a friend from the neighboring town, and he's like, "Hey, make sure you get on the blanket." We're like, "What?" He goes, "You need to get on the blanket." And he said the name of something. It's gonna pull you down under the grass. We're like, "What are you talking about? Are you just fucking with us?" Yeah. He's like, "No, no, my my grandma's um, she's native, and from the neighboring town. She used to live on the reserve, and when we were kids, we'd go picnicking." And every time she put the blanket on the ground for the picnic, she would tell us to stay on it. Otherwise, I forget the name of the beast, would reach up through the sand and pull you underneath. And I was like, what? How about the blanket? No, it can't reach through the blanket, right? Yeah. So it can grab you and pull you down. It used to pull down chickens and goats. It would pull things underneath and eat it. 
Mm-hmm. And then later on, when the farmer was doing something, you know, digging a hole, they would find a carcass hmm. of this beast that would, like, the, the food that the beast ate that it pulled through the sand. Yeah. And I was like, is it something that lives on the reserve? He goes, yeah, it's like an ancient story about this thing that lives on the reserve. And then I got thinking, that troll goblin thing, that, that farmhouse was across the street from the land reserve. Yeah. It's the same land reserve, even though it's a different town. It stretches across both towns. Yeah. And all I can think of is, is the only way to get a chainsaw out of that shed when it's locked would have been through the dirt. Yeah. So a guy who'd never even heard the story before told me a story of a thing that lives on the land reserve that pulls things under the dirt. And he described the same like beast that I had seen when I was like young. That's crazy. And, I got my eyes are watering right now. Like it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm reliving it. It's terrifying, but amazing at the same time. Yeah. In her house, because yeah. you know, if my cousin and I leave, it's just her and my grandpa. Yeah. And then if she heard it, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, exactly. I know it reminds me. Like I witnessed something, and I did tell my sister, and it was an interesting reaction. But um, my sister and I. Like, growing up, we lived in a house where um, my mom, my dad, my sister, and I all slept on the top floor. The basement was unfinished and stuff. It had a room down there, but we're kids, so we sleep uh, on the top floor, and it was all down one hallway. Like, when you walk into the house, it was a kitchen, a living room, and then a hallway off to the side that had bedroom, bathroom, bedroom, bath, or bedroom, <laughs> bathroom, bedroom, bedroom. Yeah. Right? So, three bedrooms and a bathroom all down one hallway, and that's it. So, the way it looked was at the, st- when you come out of the kitchen, my bedroom was first right across the hallway pretty much was the bathroom keep walking down the hallway my sister's bedroom was beside mine my parents was across from hers so we're all very close and um my sister and i it does play into the story that our bedrooms are beside each other in the same hallway um but i also have a, a couple stories where it kind of strange because we used to move my bed a lot i just think it was something that was fun for me to do was rearrange my bedroom as a kid like mm-hmm. guess when i was um like Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like I would uh, move it I'm around. outside playing dirt. You're <laughs> rearranging your furniture. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something we did. Uh, I remember my bed being in every corner of my bedroom, other than the one by the door. Yeah. Right. So this one, my bed was on the far side of my room. So when I was laying in bed, if I tilted my head up, I could see the door. Like if I was laying on my back and I lifted my head up to look at the other side of the room, I could see the door. And I used to sleep with the door open. I was just gonna ask: Do you sleep with the door open or closed? I used to sleep. With, I used to sleep with <laughs> it open, and now I sleep with it closed. Um, so my door was open, so I could see into the dark hallway. And uh, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I felt like something was like look watching me. Like there's no other reason why you kind of sit up a little bit and yeah. look. So I looked, and I just caught this glimpse, and I looked in the doorway, and there was a silhouette of a man. I had a nightlight in my room so I could see the light in my room shining out into the hallway a little bit so it was illuminated but very little because it was like a little tiny nightlight and I saw this the silhouette of a man and what I mean by that is like the shape of a a person um but fully black in the inside like I could just see the outline I couldn't see any details it looked almost like a black hole like there's no details there and they were standing and just like a shadow like a shadow person yeah standing there staring at me and I like froze and I s- just stared at it like I didn't blink I didn't close, see I put I my blanket over my head <laughs> right and I didn't put like because it was like I remember vividly like just staring and then it turned and it walked down the hallway to the kitchen <sighs> and 
we lived in the, the house wasn't super old but I mean all houses as they get older develop the creeks yeah, and yeah. areas where you walk the most and stuff like that so I, I heard it go into the kitchen and I heard it open our, our knife drawer uh-huh. the one that like it squeaks like yeah. shit because we open it every day to get utensils out and that's the moment where I started yelling for my mom and yeah. so she came to my bedroom and that was pretty much it like she's like just go to sleep she turned the lights on in the house like there's nothing there so I was like fine and so I go back to sleep so years later do you I, think she checked to make sure that you weren't that you didn't actually see something she like got, got your dad and they walked around the house I don't think or do you think she's like I just want to go to bed I, no my mom is very <laughs> to this day my mom is just like calm down like yeah. whatever <laughs> like she I, she doesn't really feed into that um, she, I think she would laugh if I told her I don't, I don't even know if I told her. I was just freaking out. She's like, you had a nightmare. Yeah. Right? I actually have a couple nightmares that were reoccurring that really scared me as well. And so she probably just thought um, it was one of those. Yeah. Like, there was a nightmare that was so bad. When I was like, your daughter's eight, like 10 years old, I went and slept in my parents' bed because I was so scared of this reoccurring nightmare. So she was like... You know what's weird? What? I, I like nightmares. Like, to That's this day. Up. Like, I, I read somewhere that if you drink milk before you go to bed, it yeah. helps with the brain activity to give you negative dreams. Oh, that's awesome. So I drink a glass of milk before I go to bed in the hopes that I get terrified in my sleep. That is... Because when I wake up, it's no longer real. I know, but... And I love it. See, I think my, my nightmares nowadays are not traditionally scary. They're not jump scares. They're yeah. not... It's things where people that I love... It's not even if they. I have dreams where people die, and I wake up crying. I wake up with pools of tears in my eyes. I cry in my sleep. Hmm. Um, but it's not the ones they die that's scary. It's the ones where you kill them. No, <laughs> it's the ones where people um, don't want to be my friend anymore. It's the one where people like I had a dream the other day. I woke up next to my boyfriend, and I told him I was like, I just had a dream about you. And he's like, that's awesome. I was like, no, <laughs> he broke up with me and said horrible things to me. And he was like, that's not awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, I have the the night, what I would call nightmares now with quotations around it are ones where I wake up and I just kind of feel anxious and paranoid a little bit that my relationship with that person has been affected. You know what I mean? Like it's something where I, I want to like go hug my mom. So I'm like, yeah, my yeah. dream, we fought. And said horrible things to each other. And I'm sad that my brain came up with that. So I don't have traditionally scary nightmares anymore. But anyways, my mom just didn't really see anything, think anything of it. And my sister is six years older than me. And we didn't have the greatest relationship when I was that age. Because she's in her teens. Yeah. Right? And like, we were good. It's just we weren't that close. So years later, I'm talking like 10 years later. I was telling her about this. We are just talking about weird paranormal things. And I was like, yeah, I saw this silhouette. And she was like, she just froze. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, I saw it too. Uh, And I was like, what? And she's like, I woke up. I saw a silhouette of a man. And he stared at me. And then he walked. She's at the very end of the hallway. So he turned and walked towards my room. That's fucked up. And I was like, what the fuck? And we were talking to two of my closest cousins that we grew up. I grew up with. And one of my other cousins like, I saw a silhouette too. And I was like, one, she's like, he walked into my room. Stood in the doorway, walked into my room, and then walked straight out, like walked um, through like a wall, and then never saw him again. So I'm the only one that heard something, yeah. like the knives and stuff, but like they both, they're like, we all just froze and we're like, I, 
we all saw that. See, is it wrong that I want to see stuff like that now? Now that I'm grown up and yeah. I can like register and like think about it yeah. and process it, I want to see that stuff. Yeah. Well, I actually, I also did see, um, I moved my bed <laughs> at some point. So I was uh, parallel with the door. Like I was right beside it and I would close my door, but leave it open a crack. Yeah, so yeah. I was facing, I was on, my head was on the same wall that the door was on yeah. and I just turned over and so I could see perfectly out the crack and I saw someone standing in our kitchen once. Like another so silhouette figure. Making me think about this. I, I'm thinking about it. I don't want to think about I'm it. I'm thinking about a dude taking it in the butt with a finger. Yeah, you like that. I love it. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. You know what you've been thinking about with your parents? Yeah. What? 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 You've been thinking about my parents a lot? With with fingers in the butt. Why? I've gone through my whole list of everybody else I know. <laughs> they're in the bottom of the list. Oh, first, ouch. Mama, mama and Papa. It's just that when I do it, your dad yells at me and I'm tired of it. Yeah, it's true. He does yell. I'm sure. I don't want to talk about my dad's butt. My dad has butt problems. That's because. No, he doesn't. Nothing should go in there because he has problems in his butt. Hmm. I saw the inside of his butt recently. Like a picture? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was scared. You're like, yeah, hey, 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 come over here. And he's just like, what the Open fuck? Up. Oh my God. Let me tell you a story. Real quick. But you don't want to hear no, about the inside of my dad's I, I will, butt? But this reminds me of a story. So I, I, I was at work. This is like 2003 or something. And I worked with this guy called Jude. And he was awesome. Hey, Jude. We called him Jude-tastic, but yes. <laughs> Mine's better. And then we made Oju for our beef dips, yeah. and we called it O-Jude on the thing. And the owner's like, what the fuck are you doing with all the names? Right? It's like, it's funny. He's like, why? Because his name's Jude, and he makes O-Jude. And the other guy in the kitchen's like, oh, Jude. He's like, okay, that changes now. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> it's like, well, we don't fuck it. We just <laughs> we make it sound like we fuck it. Yeah. He's like, just, just stop. Anyway, so I was upstairs getting changed for work. And Jude was up there getting changed for work. Mm. And I'm, right? So we were All I know is, I said I've seen the inside of my dad's butt. And you're like, let me yeah, tell you about I, the story. Right. And that's when what, I was changing with this other man. This, this is why he reminded me. So we're not even in the back. We go upstairs. Like there, there's like a, an L shape. You go up one flight and there's a landing. Then you yeah. go up on an angle the other way. Yeah. And when you get to the top, there's a storage room freezers the office uh lockers for like personal items yeah uh women's bathroom and a man's bathroom mm -hmm. right so we're up there and jude and i aren't even in the men's or the women's we're just changing out where the people eat their food for like meal times and the mm -hmm. office is closed because there's no manager in there at the time nobody's in the storeroom and then you hear the back door clink open like somebody's using keys so it was a manager because yeah. they came in through the back door and then you hear, ooh, you fucker. So we know Weber's there. He's talking to somebody above <laughs> oh, no. the stairs. And then he, you hear him starting to walk up the stairs. And all of a sudden, Jude just stops what he's doing, right? Just completely stops what he's doing. He walks over to the edge of the stairwell. And he just takes his pants that he just put on, off, pulls his underwear down. He bends over with his ass facing the stairs. And I see him grab his hands and pull his ass cheeks apart. And I'm just looking. And then you hear Weber talking to someone downstairs. And he gets the L. And he goes up to go the other way. And you know he looks directly at him. He's like, no, 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 stop. And she's like, that's what you get, Weber, you fucker. And I'm just standing there. It's like, I, I just saw the inside of old Jude's bubble. Oh, no. And then it's like, wow, he got two birds with one stone there. Jude got both of us. I don't think he planned it that way. Yeah. But that's why when you talk about the inside of a dude's, yeah. dude's ass, that's, that's what that's I was amazing. thinking That's amazing. And to this day, it, it scars me. Yeah. I, I, men are so weird. Like I think back of being a teenage girl or like a young adult girl. 
first, right? Yeah. But she started freaking out because he was eating a pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just eating a burnt chicken finger. And then he showed her the inside. It was like, no, it's just chicken. It's crumbly. It's not, it's not shit. That's disgusting. So yeah, those are experiences with Weber. That's disgusting. And Anita. Your whole story only reminded me of one thing, which I, I can't really explain why. It was just like you explaining like a weird, like upstairs loft thing with bathrooms made me think of one time I saw a two-story outhouse. How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> I also questioned How does that work? When I was still, I was on a scavenger hunt in California. Yeah. Don't ask. <laughs> it's just such a strange thing to tell people. Like, I was on a big scavenger hunt uh, between California and Nevada for like four days. In a days. car. For four days on a scavenger hunt. And uh, one of the towns, it was like, find the two-story outhouse. And I was like, I am very curious. <laughs> Extremely curious. Are you like dibs top? Yeah, <laughs> right? Did, even in the setup that I saw, I still would dip to the top. Would you like to know? Uh, that's the only reason I'm still sitting here right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, like, After that shit story, imagines, I was so disgusted. Everyone imagines two outhouses, yeah. just one on top of the other, right? Yeah. It wasn't like that, okay? So the bottom was two outhouses. Yeah. Um, and, like, nothing in the center. So it was, like, outhouse, wood, outhouse. And so it's like a bathroom stall with came, different... Yeah, okay. kind of like they were attached. Yeah, it was wooden, and there's two doors with like a space in the middle, and it was attached to a house. And the house had like an upstairs, um, like deck, kind of thing. Like, yeah, you can walk out on upstairs, and it had like a bridge, <laughs> like a walkway to the top outhouse, and there was one in the center. So okay, it was yeah. like here's one outhouse, and then the center. Was literally like there was an outhouse on the second story that when you went, yeah. all that we thought is like you would go in a hole and it would literally fall a whole story <laughs> in between the other two outhouses. Those walls better be sealed. And those walls better be sealed. I still, even knowing that it's not one on top of the yeah. other, I still want the upstairs one because I don't want to be like literally think of like outhouse walls and how fit they're just like a tiny little sheet of wood yeah and i don't want to hear the splat that happens a foot away from me behind a tiny little sheet of wood that must be a luxurious house three three bathrooms <laughs> three outhouses. three half baths that's like three quarter baths anyway that's just what it reminded me of because yeah upstairs toilets uh, can't explain it so r- road trip nevada california like yeah. scavenger hunt yeah Four days. You ever driven to... Uh, through Death Valley in a vehicle that had no air conditioning. You need to find that guy. Your dad should have been like, I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> it was an old car, so it just didn't come with air conditioning. But, yeah. yeah, like we talk about not driving around here in like 30 degree heat. Oh, yeah. And you got like 52. I now. went to the hottest place on the on earth. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in a vehicle with no AC. But then it truly is first world problems. Though. I understand now. You ever watch, like, movies in the desert where, like, people... I mean, I don't know, for religious reasons, there are, like, headwear, the headdress and stuff like yeah. that. But, like, people are just covered head to toe in, like, clothes. Yeah. In, like, white, like, yeah. flowy clothes, right? Head to toe. Yeah. And I was always like, I don't care. Like, that hot, I don't want anything on me. Like, they're like, but it's cooler. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I, I exist in 35 degree weather yeah. like it was today. And I, I'm just like, I want to be naked, right? Um, no. In 50 degree weather, I wore a white sheet on me. I understand how that looks in America. <laughs> but you, I did. You should have gone to a Walmart. <laughs> I did wear a white sheet. 
I was at home doing some rearranging and I came across an old yearbook. So this is kind of a cool yearbook because my friend, when I got the yearbook in the beginning of grade 12 for my grade 11 year, because you don't get it the end of the year, we got ours the beginning of the next year. Yeah, you don't right? get it because teachers work on them all summer. Yeah. Yeah. So he got it and after I got a bunch of signatures and like notes written in and stuff, he just took it. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, you'll get this back later. He literally kept it the entire grade 12 year. And anytime we had, I didn't know what he was doing with it. But at the end of the year, he gave it to me. And every page had writing on it of all the stories and adventures we had that year. So every time we did something fun and cool, he would write it as like a daily journal in there. And I totally forgot this existed. And I was doing some rearranging in my house. And I found it. And I opened it up. And I was like, holy fuck. So I started going through all the... so romantic. Right? It was beautiful. What a nice gift. Yeah. (laughs) Did you suck his dick after? I did. And the second gift he gave that was the gift that kept on giving was the herpes. (laughs) Yeah. So two gifts in one, <laughs> both keep on giving. But no, yeah, I was reading through it, and there's so many things in there that I had forgotten about. Yeah. And it just jogs so many memories. And one particular thing that made me laugh my ass off is, I mean, you probably couldn't do it now. You would get arrested, like on the spot. <laughs> oh no. Because it's very unpolitically correct. I don't know what oh, it is. Oh no. It's so it's so wrong. But uh, are you going to put this out into the world? Yeah, yeah. Great. because you know th- things were different back then. Let's do it. Right? Disclaimer. Yeah, <laughs> things wait, were different is, back then. Is there a statute of limitations? I can say whatever I want because things were different. Yeah. That's like my mom whenever she calls like she has some choice racial words oh, yeah. that she won't give up, especially when it comes to those little you know, black colored uh-huh. licorice things. Licorice yeah, yeah. children. They are babies, yes. Yeah, yeah. She's like, it was different back then. Yeah, so I'm like, doesn't mean you can say it now. <laughs> it's not different. It's not different now. <laughs> so anyway, disclaimer, um, it was different back then. It, it was different. So we lived in a small town and we used to drive into Vancouver probably once a month. Yeah. So like four or five hour drive, you know, three to five stupid idiot guys in my friend's little tiny Chevy Sprint. And this was back before, you know, widespread internet porno, uh-huh. you know? And so we had VHS if we had to watch porn or like Playboys or Penthouses. Poor, poor child. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm still wounded to this day. Yeah. Right? You watch it every day just to make up for it. Free internet porn. Every day. Yeah. Like 10 hours of my day I spend watching well, porn. you have a lot to make up for. I just for. quit my job. It took up too much time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we cut out a whole bunch of vagina and titty pics. <laughs> Just out, out, out of the out of the magazines, and we started taping them to the windows <laughs> on the outside of his car. So the back window, we cut a little space so we could see through his rearview mirror. We put it on the back windows, and then we even put the windshield wipers upright, as if you were cleaning the windshield. Yeah. And then we put the centerfolds hanging from the windshield wipers. So if you're driving really slow and the windshield wipers are on, they're sort of waving left and right, and these things are these Playboy centerfolds are like flags waving. So we did this. I mean, obviously the the windshield sounds really dangerous. <laughs> no, not over the front window. No, but like <laughs> it doesn't matter. The front window is not the only window you need to use. You I wasn't need to driving. Use all the windows. I wasn't driving. <sighs> okay. It wasn't my car. <laughs> so I, I was fine. There. <laughs> so yeah, we obviously driving down the highway. The windshield wipers wouldn't stay upright, so we took the centerfolds off. Yeah. And we're driving like Osuyas to Vancouver. Long drive. Yeah. And all the porno pictures on the windows, people like driving by and honking and parents are looking at us really weird. Yeah. We stopped at my friend Mark's house and we went and got a piece of white paper and a felt marker from him. He lived in Chilliwack at the time. So mm-hmm. we were almost in Vancouver. We would always stop there and say hi. 
And on it, we wrote, can I have your number? So anytime we passed a young girl with her parents in the car, oh, we would no. hold out, can I have your number? And all they would look out the window and see is this car with porno pictures taped to the whole outside of the car. You're, and, you're the, like, you guys are, if, I mean, the internet didn't exist the, the way it does now, but ones? if that would have happened now, there would be, like, parents all over Facebook being like, the most horrible thing happened to my daughter today, mm-hmm. and us in the vehicle, and, like, you guys would be plastered all over the internet. We got so <laughs> many smiles and laughs from moms, dads, no. and daughters on the trip. No numbers, though. None of us got a number. <laughs> no. The parents obviously wouldn't let their daughter, but they, we got laughs. Really? So I thought many my laughs. parents would not yeah. laugh. I mean, you know, obviously there were some that were just appalled by it. Yeah. We still asked for their numbers. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So yeah, that was one of the adventures that I totally forgot about that he put in that, that book. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was going to be worse with your disclaimer, but... I mean, I don't even know how I'd feel seeing that vehicle now. Hilarious? Probably. I mean, I wouldn't... As a child, as like a... Like if I was with my parents. Yeah. Even at this age, and I saw that with them. Like I'm still at that... I still... When I watch a movie with my parents, there's a sex scene. I'm still like, it's time to pee. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't be in the same room. There's no way. I'm not like you with your mom when you just send her like random pictures of like... I've seen the shit you sent her. Like, random, like, porn screenshots and shit. Not really random. Not really. She wanted to know what docking was. So I had a short picture. <laughs> she, she didn't understand what docking was. It's much easier to provide a visual for something like Even that. Even with the picture, she's looking at it. She was very confused. <laughs> it's like, is that a Siamese twin joined at the penis? What is that? <laughs> like, no, Mom. That's a bigger penis enveloping a smaller penis. No. Seeing with, with my friend when we were young is we spent a lot of time at his house. And his parents owned a restaurant, so he had, like, cool food and stuff in the house. Mm-hmm. But every time he, like, bent over something, I would, like, grab his hips and start thrusting no. into him in front of his mom and dad all the time, right? Yeah. All the time. I'm talking about all the time. His house at his restaurant, my house in front of my mom. It was, it was hilarious to me. It was so funny. And then he comes to me, like, a year later. He's like, hey, man, I need to talk to you. Uh, my mom thinks you're gay. And she's worried that... Uh, that you're gonna make me gay. <laughs> that's like, how gay. I was works. like, make you gay. Like, I mean, you didn't catch her from a toilet seat. That's obviously <laughs> the number one place to catch gay, right? <laughs> toilet seats, hands down. Yeah. I sit on all of them. <laughs> Haven't caught it yet. Trying hasn't worked. But yeah, so he's Greek, and yeah. his mom's got a thick Greek accent. Yeah. And he was trying to describe the conversation he's having with his mom. So he's gonna. He's playing. This is me playing both parts. Yes. <laughs> but both parts were played by him originally. Yeah. So it's like, Margo, 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 you used not to be gay with Clayton, he's so gay. And he's like, Mom, come on, like, it's my friend. No, Margo is gay. You are not gay. You cannot be gay, Margo. Clayton's so gay. He make you gay, he touch you, he thrust you. And he's like, Mom, I'm not gay. And he's not gay. Like, trust me. She goes, no, Marco, you need to prove to him you're not gay. And he's like, okay, go on. So we're like 14 at the time, right? He's like, go on. How would I prove I'm not gay? Next time he grabs you and he thrusts you, you pull out your puza, which is Greek for penis. You shove it in his face and you say, look at me. Look how big it is. I'm a man. I'm not gay. And Mark's like, stand up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark's like, hey, ma, um, there's flawed logic here. Um, if, if you're worried that I'm 
gonna be gay with this guy. The last thing I should be doing is pulling out my dick, shoving it in my friend's face, and say, "Look at me, I'm not gay. It's so big." And if he was gay, he'd be like, "My, that's a big cock. I like that." And he just put it in his mouth, like that. Oh God. So that was that was his mom telling him not to be gay with me. And that's how you show people you're not gay. Yeah, that is how. I understand dick pics now. I just had an epiphany. <laughs> That's what guys, when you get unsolicited dick yeah. pics from guys. They're proving that they're, they're not gay. They're proving that they're not gay. Yeah. They're like, look at this penis. Clearly it's for women. Yeah, look Would how you big like it, is. it Look how big it is. Look how big, I'm clearly not gay. I'm clearly the most manly man. Yeah, look, I had my you five-year-old should... son hold it so it looks like a really small <laughs> hand and a big dick. No. No. Hey. No, we've already talked about oh. this. <laughs> but uh, it, for about the non-instant karma, the long-term karma, I went to California with Mark in, when we were probably like 25 years old. So we went to Disneyland. Yeah. And I'm at a shop and I'm buying something at the counter, like a hat or a shirt or something. And this lady bumps me and in my hand was all my change. Yeah. So I dropped on the ground. I instantly bent over to pick it up. Mark grabs my hips and starts pounding me as hard as he can. Going, yeah, you like that. You like that. Do you like that? And I was like, get up. I started freaking out. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, dude, you did this to me all the time growing up. I was like, yeah, in your private residence, in your parents' house, there's like 50 people with little kids looking at us right now. Oh <laughs> and he's my like, yeah, karma's a bitch. Oh so, my yeah. God. So guess what I did? What? I pulled out my cock. <laughs> I shoved it in his face and I said, look at this. Look how big it is. I'm a man. I'm not gay. <laughs> and now you're banned from Disneyland. For life. <laughs> For life. Oh my God. That's ridiculous. I, I still don't understand the logic. No, neither do I. Also, I just, I never want to hang out with you and your friends. Large <laughs> size in. Yeah. Okay. Maybe my dick and balls are big. Yeah. Maybe. That I don't I know. It. I don't, right? I don't ever really stand next to another guy and we don't really compare. Yeah. But I think I might have to start doing that. Yeah. It, it'll make me feel so. better. Yeah. I mean, it would answer. Wait, or would it? It would provide us some answers. But it also might make me feel everywhere. really bad. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, but at least you have answers and that's all that matters. That's true. Um, but yeah, I was just nervous because like I okay, Take a look. How big is this? I don't know. I'm Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll just pull out one piece. No, it's fine. Just the tip. No, I'm You've, good. Just the shaft? I no. Just the I'm base? Good. I'm good. The left one? No. No. Alright. No, I'm good. Um I wish your boyfriend shows up. I was gonna say, like I don't have a ton of frame of references either, so it's it's, it's well, I was gonna say wait till he gets here next weekend or something and yeah. you guys can compare. I'll just walk down the stairs with it out. And he'll be like, <laughs> Hey, check it out. You probably won't fit French underwear. Yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, no, I was just so nervous because I was like, I brought, I mean, again, we're in Europe in the summer. And so it was like 30 fucking five degrees. Even though the weather report told us it would be like 26. Yeah. It was like, felt like 37. But yeah, it was way higher. Like every day we checked and then we get there the next day and it's almost 10 degrees higher. Like how do you not know? Yeah. We're pretty accurate out here. And like, I literally, I came to Paris wearing pants, like wearing leggings and all I had was like one t-shirt and a sweater. And a and see-through t-shirt. And a see-through t-shirt that they gave me. And it was 37 degrees. And I was like, I just want to go home. I hate this. Like, I don't know where I'm going to buy. Plus, I'm going to buy plus size clothing in Europe. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So every time we come home from this, like, of home, every time we come back to the hotel, 
uh, from going out in Paris. We're just always looking for our bags and they're never there. And I, I've been on the, the line like trying to call them and I've been yeah. doing like Facebook. I had a trip planned with my kid and uh, you had a trip planned with one of your friends. And then like two weeks before that trip was supposed to start, your friend wasn't able to go. Yeah. And you're like, hey, can I hang out with you? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that, actually, that sounds great. Yeah. But everything's already booked. All the <laughs> hotels and stuff aren't for three people. It's for two. So, you know, with my daughter, you can get, you know, a bed and a couch and it's fine. Yeah. But between you, me and my daughter, that might not be so comfortable. Yeah. But called the hotels, you know, emailed everybody. I was made say, it all work. we tried to get a hold of all the hotels. Well, there, there was one that was a problem and then one that you couldn't book at all. Yeah. Right. But there was, but like we didn't know, like we, you, you tried to get a hold of all yeah. the hotels before we left. And then like the day we left, we're like, well, still haven't heard back yeah. from like five of them. So first night, let's, let's hope we get extra beds. Yeah. Every single night, every single time we talked to the front desk people, it was like, so here's the thing. <laughs> and <laughs> some of them were really cool with it, but yeah. the, the people in Scotland were just like, there's no other rooms. Like you're at an air, cause we were only at the hotel for like one yeah. night. Right? You're at an airport hotel. There's no other rooms. The nearest hotel is like, you know, 25 kilometers away. Yeah. So if you guys can all pile into one bedroom, that's fine. Or one bed. Yeah. Hotel room. But we we're kind of smart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I got the best end of that deal. I don't know how I managed that, but I got, <laughs> I got the best. The thing that I don't understand about Europe, too, like hotels. First of all, European hotels are shit. If you go to no, Europe... No, compared to... No, they're not shit. They're just shit for what we're used to in yeah, North America. Yeah, compared to North America, they're shit. Yeah. And also compared to European hostels, they're shit. Because hostels are made for travelers. Yeah. They're amazing. They make sure that you have amazing Wi-Fi in the rooms, that you have like a little... In your bunk, you have your own little plug-ins. Like how many plug times do you have to walk down outside, down in front, to the restaurant to try and get a Wi-Fi connection? You're like, how, how is this not working in my room? In why, a hotel. Why am I like out in front of the lobby? Not in the lobby, yeah. in front of the lobby to get a connection. Like yeah. where? where's your router? Is it in the bush? Yeah. Is it under the stairs? Yeah. That's what I hate about European hotels. They're not made for like international travelers. They're made for like European business people or whatever who have data on their phones and they're fine. Like we're trying to get Wi-Fi and we, yeah, you have to sit in like a certain chair in the lobby and the lobby, like... You want to go to bed at some point. Like, it's just <laughs> fucking stupid. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we made it work that, yeah, like you said, there was only one that it was not that bad. But, yeah, you oh. you just put, like, I don't understand, but a lot of the double beds are literally two beds pushed together. Yeah, they're two singles. They're two single beds pushed together. And so we figured that out, took the mattress off <sighs> of one side of the bed, put it on the floor. Your daughter slept on the floor. Yeah. You slept on like the box spring, yeah. <laughs> which I, I don't know. Why. Well, there was an extra there was an extra pillow and blanket in the closet, so I just like cushioned that up underneath yeah, yeah. me. And then I slept on the normal so, so the, <laughs> mattress the, the, bed. The, the, the tag along on the trip got the best deal, I but did. I mean, it, it was I worth did. it because I mean it's a way better story than saying, "Hey, how did it work out?" Oh, it was awesome, right? Yeah, everything worked out. No, no, it didn't. Well, it sure didn't. <laughs> That trip changed how I um, plan for trips, how I pack for trips, um, and how I, you know, do airports. Like, it's just, um, before that trip, I was very go with the flow, last minute kind of thing, just go with it. And now I'm a lot more, like, involved in the process and, like, anxious about it. We've, uh... 
we've like addressed this issue quite a few times on a few episodes, but we've never really got into it. There is an airline. Fuck. <laughs> called Flybe. Called Fuckbe. <laughs> F-L-Y-B-E. It's owned by Air France, but it's like a low-cost carrier, which in Europe, low-cost is almost all of them. Yeah. This one's even lower than that. But the only reason we chose it is because it was the right time frame of leaving Scotland to get to France. All the other ones were at a different time that was really inconvenient for getting to our hotel and doing something that night. Yeah. So we booked it. Yeah. And can I say, we had four days We had four days in Scotland that mm-hmm. were amazing. We rented a car. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave either. And I've never felt like that way on a trip. I know. I was like, I've got so much more to you do. You know what? But... I think the earth was, you know, something was telling us that we shouldn't leave. <laughs> just book one more day. Just <laughs> yeah, stay one just, more day. Just keep staying. Even on the no mattress, box spring yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah. Just stay there. Just stay there. Um, but like one of the best hotels Balachulish. oh the oh castle oh my god the castle yeah. hotel amazing but we had four like days natural key like a big like yeah and a clawfoot yeah. bathtub uh with an old like a window that show them you could lay in the giant bathtub and look out the window and look at the mountains and like, they had like little like dot lights LEDs. In the ce- leds in the ceiling so you turn off the main light you're sitting in the tub and the whole like ceiling is stars yeah it's amazing the cool and it's in a castle like it's and there's like cats uh, on the grounds that are walking through the castle like yeah. we're sitting there in like the tea room and there's cats we're like okay cool so good it was just beautiful and we had like four days in scotland we rented a car so like we had our bags with us all the time yeah. we didn't have to carry them anywhere there wasn't like we weren't backpacking at that point you know what no, i mean no. like we were just was, traveling and it was beautiful weather like for me i'm not a huge fan of the heat well i am if i'm at a beach yeah I that's for fine. sure but we were you know wanted to go to castles and mountains and, yeah and so you know it was weather where like sometimes we wear a sweater and then you know we'd be hiking down the side of a hill by with all the ship, ship. uh <laughs> um going towards the ocean and be like oh it's getting a bit hot out like we'll take off our sweater like that was the perfect weather it's getting so hot i'm taking off my pants hey i click no. no, 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 take off your pants yeah but there's a sheep no 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 no, no we don't do that here this is an island oh yeah <laughs> but yeah it was just amazing and then we're like all right time to leave and everything's whatever and we just go to get on this fucking flight from glasgow to birmingham yeah and then we had to catch a flight from birmingham to paris so i had blisters like it's just so much of it was negative for me i feel bad saying it but i also like i don't know nothing can i don't think nothing can cancel out the amount of ass sweat you know that you could almost like ring it out yeah and save it in water bottles <laughs> and you could give it to the people in yeah. Paris and they would just think it's their water because their water <laughs> smells like that yeah but like I mean wasn't there didn't you get out of the shower one night and your oh, clothes okay were so we we were still weird this is like the second night so we'd been there when we were you, in the same pair when you lose your days. when they lose your luggage you can't buy anything right away no without them wait you can't buy it right away and expect a reimbursement if your luggage shows up the next day yeah right so we didn't want to go spend money to buy clothes and toiletries because they wouldn't reimburse us if the luggage showed up and then we're like it's just one day right i don't really need you know more stuff today Mm -hmm. and then it didn't show up for two days so then we're wearing the same clothes 35 degree weather shoulder to shoulder people sweating smelly but yeah i got out of the shower because i hung up all my clothes on the the little hook on the back of the door and i got out of the shower and i just like it smelled like ass and i'm looking around i was like i just showered that's not me and that yeah. that's not the paris smell because paris smells like urine yes yeah, it's piss yeah it's a big <laughs> and, difference and then i just like tilted my head a little bit and i realized it was my underwear and shorts <laughs> 
that smelt like that. And I was like, I got to put those on tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, do I flip them around? What do I do? Yeah. And yeah, it, it was terrible. Yeah. I washed my underwear at one point. But again, mine's much smaller than male underwear usually. Right? Well, I mean, if I'm wearing male underwear. I was going to say, know. it really depends. <laughs> I, I know sh- you bought male underwear but I don't know what you had before oh and it's super small so I should have washed those but I was fine by then I had new stuff (laughs) it's true but But yeah yeah. it was horrible Um, and it just made me laugh everywhere we went so we we ended up I just had my one little backpack with my like you know two changes of clothes in there as we get on the next flight and they're like checking a bag we're like fuck you (laughs) first of all fuck you and we're in the Paris airport leaving Paris and I'm like I you know, know it's here. I know it's in this airport. Yeah. I know it said it was on this flight. It said it was coming to Paris. I know. So yeah, it was two days later, and we saw even though it had arrived in Charles de Gaulle two days ago. Yeah, they still didn't call us. No, and they said they can't find it. You're like it, it's in it was trapped. Airport. We know it's in there. Yeah, we, it's in that fucking room that we first saw when we were filing our report. Yeah, the missing luggage room. Like we know it's in there, but we can't look in there. We no. don't have authorization to go past. And it hasn't room. been scanned or something. Yeah. So I was like, I, I remember being so upset, being like, I know, I know it's fucking in here. We just yeah. need one person to go check. But now we're leaving this country. And so we go check, you know, go fly to Latvia. And we mm-hmm. didn't check a bag. We're like, fucking cool. And, and we have to forward all our information to Air France through Facebook that we're leaving the country. So yeah. if you're going to ship it to us, you got to send it to this country. On our claim, yeah. on our lost luggage claim, we had to keep going back and editing our address. Yeah. To say where we were now. Essentially, the luggage was trying to play catch up. Yeah. And so we got to Latvia. You guys had... I was in a hostel. You guys had a condo, like an apartment. Yeah. And uh, we just put your apartment as the address. Yeah. I didn't put my my. Well, because hostel. the front desk was, I think... You, you, was yours harder to get to? Like, you had to go... Welcome back. Got a new episode here with Charlie Ray and Mr. Clay. And we're just going to talk about our, our week because we, we haven't talked all week pretty much. That's like, right, man. A co- couple texts here and there, but not, nothing like serious. Like, hey, I'm bleeding from the dick again. What happened last time you did that? Like, what did you do? You know, that that kind of stuff. Advice for, you know, old guys. Yeah, exactly. Nobody shot cum in my eye, so I'm good. Notice how or I anything else. Notice or how anything I else. say that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living the dream, baby. Well, man, I know you get wild when you're when you're jerking it, so you got to keep yeah. keep the goggles on. <laughs> One time, I actually hit myself in the cheek. It was pretty funny. It was I was living with a bunch of roommates, and yeah, I was you know touching myself, and I shot so far up, it hit my cheek, ricocheted off my cheek, it hit my headboard, and I like ran out of my room. Like, hey, guys, guys, check it out, check it out, look what I did. And there's like jizz hanging off my <laughs> cheek, and it was it was two girls that I lived with, and they're like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, are you serious?" I was like, "It's hilarious, right?" They go, "No, it's not funny." And then I ended up uh, hooking up with one of the girls and having kids with them. So they must have found found it pretty funny. Or maybe <laughs> she just felt bad for me. I'm not sure how that worked out. If you quit trying to reenact that something about Mary scene, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So man, now, that, you, that, that makes that. Okay. Let, let's go from that point just for the moment before we jump sure. into everything else. Yeah. So talking about unusual mas- masturbatory events. Yeah. I'll I'll say mine first. And then you say your, and you can say yours after mine, since that was a pretty interesting story about what happened oh I what much better what than that. yeah what is one of the most embarrassing situations that ever happened to you masturbating and i'll, uh, I'll tell embarrassing. you mine. yeah i'll tell you mine first mine was when i was married to my first wife that i'd went out to a concert so my hearing was a little bit worse than normal but i was kind of drunk 
Yeah. And I came home and I wanted to watch a film. She was already passed out. I wasn't going to wake her up at like two o'clock in the morning. So, uh, like you know, Peter I'm taking style. Wake <laughs> up, Lois. I'm going to make you feel beautiful. And he's like rolling around on top of her. <laughs> exactly. So I decided just to say, hey, I'll take care of my own business and go to bed. I'm tired, but I'm horny. Yeah. And so, well, my volume control wasn't quite as low as I thought it was because <laughs> my hearing was pretty jacked up. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm in there going to town. All of a sudden she comes walking out like, what in the hell's going on in here? <laughs> Unfortunately, she didn't decide she wanted to join in. She just looked at me like with a whatever and walked back into the room. But as and a guy, that, yeah, you would, you would have like jumped in there. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's work with this. This is good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that was toward the end of our, our marriage. So things weren't really going well in that department, but that's my most embarrassing story. I don't have anything really crazy. Like my parents didn't like, you know, kick the door in on me or something crazy like that. So well, I, I do remember once when I was like young, my mom walked in she's like, why are you all sweaty? What are you doing? She fucking knew what I was doing. <laughs> and I'm, you know, probably like seven or eight years old trying to find lies as to what I'm doing. And then she just left. I'm just like, God damn, I would say that was a close call, but that was a little bit beyond a close call. <laughs> that was the emergency call, but it, it didn't, uh, it didn't make me stop doing it, you know? So, oh, well, to this day, it's still two or three times a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it didn't make me fear it. <laughs> Jesus, man. You're going to be shooting out knee cartilage. You keep that, that pace. No, man. It, it's, it helps with prostate cancer. Well, it does. So, I'll probably die. I'll probably die of prostate cancer. Then in my I, I think so. I'm going to be the cure for prostate cancer for the amount of times <laughs> I masturbate. They're going to have to like carve me up and like, you know, turn me into some sort of serum. Um, what's in that? What's in that jar? Mr. Clay. <laughs> There was a time I was dating this girl right out of high school and she, myself and our mutual friend were doing a drive to Vancouver. So it was about four hours from where we lived and we're driving and there's this place called Manning Park. It's like a recreational park. It's huge forestry. There's like a ski resort, camping, just beautiful, you know, British Columbia mountains and trees. And there is a big statue of a marmot, which is like a groundhog kind of thing. Uh Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of those. Yeah. So it was like a big marmot like on a, like a pedestal kind of thingy where you, you know, you park your car and there was nobody else around. And she was like, Hey, uh, so can I like get down to brown panties? You guys take some pictures of me. I'm just like, well, this is kind of weird, but I'm in. So yeah, she got up on top of the marmot and she got down to her brown panties and my friend and I took pictures and, you know, we laughed about it. And then she's like, Hey, uh, before we leave, before you guys can get into my car, you both have to jerk off onto the, the marmot, you on one side and you on the other side. And we're just looking at each other. We're like, what? And she's like, you're not getting in the car until you each jerk off and finish up. And then you get back in my car. Other than that, you're trapped here. And my friend is like, yeah, sure. He just starts walking over there, dropped his pants and started going to town. I'm just like, (laughs) all right. So I guess I have to do this now. He was not the shy type, like at all. Obviously, yes. And Is this this the the person that has last initials of W? It does. (laughs) I bet it does. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so to, to start off the road trip, actually, we picked him up at, at his at his apartment and it was a new apartment. I'd never been to it before. And I was looking at one of the, the door frames and you know, how like parents will draw like with pen or a pencil, like how tall their kid is getting. So like, right. on the, on the, the right. door frame. And I, I noticed that there's all these lines on the door frame. And I'm like, that's really fucking weird because there's no kid that's like a foot and a half tall. Like, what the hell are you measuring? from right. the ground up uh-huh. and has all these lines so i was like hey man are you like was this freshly painted when you came in here he's like yeah everything was painted like even this door frame he's like yeah yeah freshly painted i'm like what what are the lines like i'm very intrigued as to what is being measured here you've only been here like a week and he's like oh i lay down in the in the door jam area and i jerk off and see how high i can shoot 
And then I write down what I ate that day. And if I watched porn that day, and if I didn't jerk off the day before I jerked off twice that day, I was like, I keep in like a running tally of like, what, what makes me shoot the highest? And I'm just standing there and she's standing there. We're like, what? Are you, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, like, seriously, that's, that's how high I can shoot my jizz. I'm like, all right, cool. So I guess in her head, four hours later, she just sort of wanted to see us perform to see us <laughs> shoot our jizz. So yeah, we, he went to one side, I went to the other side and you know, while we're, while we're doing it, a car pulls up, people going, you know, <laughs> camping or hiking or whatever. So we have to like put a dick in her pants and I pull our shorts or our pants up, whatever we're wearing. 2 a.m. I'm going to fall asleep at three. I'll just go wind down. There you go. So it's Canadian, wow. Canadian porn. Is that like, is that like girls in, in snow and bikinis? Oh, and- it, igloos, dog sleds. <laughs> yeah, you need it. Good beer. Yeah. <laughs> Good people beer. talking weird. <laughs> I used to always hear the, the jokes about uh, Canadian strippers getting hit with loonies, getting yeah. hit with coins. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's remarkable. They they bring like a magnet up on stage to collect all their their earnings. Yeah, how weird is <laughs> that? That, clink, that clink, true? Clink. Yeah, man. Clink. Well, I mean, it wasn't when we had one and two dollar bills, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was too young for that. Like they got rid of those in like like nineteen eighty six. They got rid of the dollar bill. Oh yeah, and then yeah. like ninety two, they got rid of the the two dollar bill. So I mean, it was all before I was you know going to see strippers and stuff. But yeah, they, right. Yeah, they use magnets and shit to, to pick up all their all their earnings. It's so fucked. I remember telling my boyfriend recently that it's still like a delicacy to me, but like, you know, spaghetti, eating spaghetti, people put all sorts of like cheese or sauce or whatever, but I'm still like secretly three years old and all I want on spaghetti is like butter, salt, and pepper. It's so I'm good. I'm just staring blankly. It's so good. Well, my mom would add ketchup to it, so in all oh, fairness, there's, that's <laughs> gross. There, there's different ways to eat it. I mean, I prefer no ketchup on almost anything. Yeah, me either. But um, butter, salt, pepper, that works on almost everything. There's always, there's a few different kinds of fries that I like ketchup with. And then also hash browns sometimes. I can't do it. Breakfast, ketchup, terrible. Yeah. Never. Um, you could almost not, you can almost not. And then like burgers, pay. burgers and hot dogs. I'll yeah. do ketchup. I like mustard though. Mustard and mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. I can put on way more things than ketchup. Yeah. But yeah. Well, ketchup was designed to mask the flavor. Yeah. Right? Of whatever you're eating. Well, it's just salt and sugar. Yeah, it was designed to, like, cover up the flavor of the excess salt on whatever you're using to preserve it over, like, shipping. Yeah. Before they had refrigerators. They would ship their, like, meat caked in salt so it didn't go bad. And it tasted bad when they took it out. So somebody created ketchup. It's disgusting. Yeah. Now, is that a true story? Probably. I don't know. Look it up. You just made it up? Maybe. Well, I'm assuming it's, it's, it's correct... I don't know. I just it reminds me of like how they created uh, pizza, which is like Ro- I'm pretty sure it's the Romans. Yeah, out in the um, because yeah, because bread could last a long time. Yeah, and tomato sauce could last a long time. Yeah. Cheese can last a long time. And, and they could like, make their it. own ovens out in the battlefield. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Anyway, what were we talking about? Mm, mental health. Mental <laughs> no, health. It's <laughs> true. I had an idea. Mm-hmm. I thought of this like a week. This, yeah, this is my life. I think I thought I thought of this idea like a week and a half ago, and was like, I need to text Clay. I have an idea for recording. Uh, and when did I tell you about this idea? Uh, like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No, I texted you this afternoon. Um, that's where my brain is at recently. Uh, but yeah, I just I had an interesting idea because I think I don't know. I want to I want to believe that I'm not the only one that does this. But I'll, I'll randomly just have memories just moments pop up in my head that I'm sure that everyone else in that room that was there 
wouldn't remember it. Like, they just wouldn't recall. It was an insignificant, meaningless it thing just, that yeah, happened. It didn't mean anything to them, so they just forgot about it. But there's, like, sometimes things that people say that just, like, resonate and, like, stick in my head. And I just think about them from time to time. Like white power. Yeah, exactly. What's it's so powerful. So powerful. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, and, like, I want to say I'd love to tell, like, all positive stories. Yeah. About like things where I like, you know, in that you just remember that moment where like something changed for you, where you like realized something or learned something that truly kind of changed your life. And not like this big moment where you're like, oh, I was in a tragic accident or this horrible thing happened. It was almost like in passing, you witnessed something yeah. or you heard a phrase. And you're like, wow. And that stuck with you. Yeah. And the people who said it or reenacted it were just like, whatever, what? just another day. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me about like how. It was kind of scary, the power we yield that literally anything you say to somebody can change their lives. Or they'll remember it till the day they die. And it might not be for the better. No, it might not be. Like, and, and it's true. Like, I think of, um, I, it reminds me of, like, a lot of writers or celebrities or people who are like, my teacher when I was in school said... I'd never make it. Now, look at me. Now. Yeah. Whatever. Right? Or maybe they're like, my teacher told me I was going to be an author and I'm dedicating this book to my teacher. You know what I mean? Like, I just think of times where people, um, especially when they're young, hear hear people say something. And you might just be, like, having an angry day or maybe it was a meaningless thing that you said. But people are so impressionable and they can remember that for the rest of their lives. And so I thought it'd be cool to maybe talk about those moments for us and what they were. I don't know. Things that we can remember off the top of our head anyway. Yeah, I got a couple things floating around that, I mean, I guess could have changed my outlook. Yeah. Or I do things differently now because of what I saw that person do. I was like, oh, I should do it like that. Yeah. Um, I The reason I specifically want to talk to you about this is because one of the main ones that I can think of is one that you said. Oh, yay. <laughs> and I already, <laughs> I roasted you in one of the other episodes about oh, yeah. my teenage life and how you scarred me. Can we, but can we, I just, I do want to bring it around and say, I've known you since I, I was 12. Um, and I think, I think. When I was 12? That you I was, didn't exist. It's true. I was not alive. <laughs> But yet a twinkle in my father's eye. <laughs> but I I want to say that the good that you have taught me and shared with me outweigh the bad. Oh, well, I I, think. I'm a little bit little warm and fuzzy, but I don't still... Know. I've heard you say some fucked up shit. Yeah, It cancels out quite a lot. <laughs> We're talking about hot girls and talking about... There are hot girls. So many hot girls and just, uh, you know, a general appreciation for women and talking about like favorite celebrities or like, you know, just random girls where you're like, oh, check out that girl, right? And so I I just kind of, I don't know, grew up kind of my whole teenage years um, kind of in this environment where if somebody, if somebody was like, saw someone who's hot and even the girls did it, like me and my friends and we saw a hot guy, we're just like, oh my God, right? Like out loud? Oh yeah. So he could hear you? No. But like when he's gone. Okay. But anyway, I'm just so used to it. Like, we always comment on good-looking people, right? And, like, talk about celebrities but and talk about that. And it was always very... Just because they're good-looking to one person doesn't mean they're good-looking to another person. It's true. But right? it was just, like, the conversation we had generally circled on, like, the same thing. Yeah. And... It's just that when we talk about attractive people... Yeah. I, I, I've dated two different women in my life. <laughs> and for some reason, they find... Billy Bob Thornton to be really hot, and the Both other, of them? yes, and the the other girl in the girl in the room when when we're all talking about it. So I was I was dating this one girl, and there was three girls and myself in the room. Yeah, and I'm dating one of the girls, 
And then the one girl's like, oh my god, Billy Bob Thornton is so hot. And the other girl's like, oh my god, I know, right? Yeah. And the other girl's like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Are you serious right now? And I'm like on her side, I'm like, Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, no. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. And then a couple years later, it turns out that uh, I started dating the other one who liked Billy Bob Thornton as well. So we, we talked about it often. And the only time I can see Billy Bob Thornton being like hot is like in Love Actually when he's like the president of the United States. Yeah, I guess. Because yeah. he's got the power and stuff, yeah. right? But he's also an arrogant fuck in that, which... You know, oh, well. girls like that. Yeah. And I was like, I can see it. But the rest of the time, I'm thinking Sling Blade. You know, he's yeah. like partially handicapped. I'm like, there's there's nothing. There's nothing, right? Or he's like Bad Santa. And yeah. he's like, Bad Santa. Yeah. <laughs> That's not hot. It's true. But yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. So I don't think he's hot. But yeah. Apparently well, every girl I date does. <laughs> Wait, do I look like Billy Bob Thornton? I don't know. I don't really? think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like that much. I have a vague recollection okay. of what he looks like. But anyway... Um, I think it, I think it is interesting to talk about like what people find attractive. But we were like at work, we were talking about what you know the media generally defines as attractive, and like well, what's the, ever on a magazine cover is what yeah. they deem beautiful, right? And so like we always talked about like hot girls, and like hot girls, you know, I think if I were to say everyone imagine a hot girl, we'd all imagine a similar body type for the most part. Some are a little skinnier, some are a little like curvier, but like it's it's very model like, right? And so that's kind of all we talked about. For a long time and I was working with you one day it was just us in the kitchen we were hanging out and um, a, a customer came in yeah and they you know did whatever and then left and I was just hanging out in the kitchen and you like offhandedly just said uh, or I guess I should describe this person this person that came in was a woman and she was a hev- heavier set woman yeah right like she is definitely uh, somebody who is a bigger woman um, and she's wearing like a sweater and a, had a ponytail in, had a little bit of makeup on, but like definitely wasn't dressed up or anything, right? And um, I'm thinking she's all that like ponytail, yeah, glasses, ponytail. No, covered over yeah, right? No, she's just like a normal looking like a uh, woman, like she looked maybe in her 30s, yeah. maybe. And um, anyway, like someone I like quite honestly wouldn't have ever remembered in my entire life if it wasn't for what you said after. Oh my, like it was I'm just, getting kind of scared now. Yeah, right? It shouldn't be. <laughs> this is my favorite thing because you don't remember it, but no. I will remember this until the day I die. Right? This is the weird... And you've never ever brought I've this up. I've never brought it up before. Like 12 ever. years later. Yeah. It's fun, okay. isn't it? Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> You're yeah. nervous. Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, so anyway, I would have never... Like this is just an average... To me, an average person. And she left... And I was just in the kitchen, and you like offhandedly kind of just walked by, just very nonchalant, and you just said, "That woman is very beautiful." And I was like, "What?" And you're like, "Yeah, she's just really something about her. That's her eyes or her face or something, but she's a really beautiful woman." And that was the first time in my entire life that I've heard a man talk about a big woman and call her beautiful. Oh my! Ever? I, I'm I'm sitting sitting here thinking like hashtag me too moment coming up no and now this is like a not not that at all no not at all and it literally changed my life i've never like i grew up hanging out with all these teenage boys and all these like guys at work and all like Wait, young... do you still hang out with teenage boys no <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> no but i grew up you know i was a teenager and that's what i was around like young adults yeah. and you guys and i mean we all of us there i'm not gonna say that just the guys we're all pretty like 
you know, inappropriate and we like yeah. we like to be goofy and like to joke around and so the conversations are never that serious. But and always comfortable. Yeah, of course. Right? Absolutely. Like you know how much I enjoyed my time working there. Um and I'm not gonna sit there and be like, mm, I'm offended because I'm a bigger girl. I'm not gonna be like, oh I'm offended that you guys only said or talked about hot girls being, you know, looking skinny yeah. and stuff like that. That's the world. The world talks about women that way. And I've never really had anyone really at that point in my life um, I just, I truly thought that big women, like, like no one wanted them ever. Like nobody at all, ever. But I found one beautiful, that yeah. one beautiful. Yeah. And it was just like, you were just like, I don't know. Wow. So anyway, yeah, it changed my life. I was like, oh my God, some people might actually think I'm attractive one day and can confirm it's they true. did. It's true. <laughs> they did. I've dated numerous people <laughs> and I've slept <laughs> With at least one. There's more than one. <laughs> at least 30, 40 one night stands. Right? <laughs> 30, 40. At least, oh my right? God. At least. No. I mean, there, there was that three week period in between boyfriends. <laughs> you're like, I need to make up some time. What yeah, am I like going to do? Yeah, it was like four a day. Yeah, you're like, Tinder, right? Swipe right? Swipe right? Swipe right? You're like, I don't care how many pictures of dogs or trucks or dead deer you have. It's, it's swipe all right, fish. Swipe right? Oh, fish? Yeah, the fish? It's all fish. Half of them I didn't know what they looked like because they just posted a picture of their Ford F-150. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good enough. Yeah. Fuck, he drives a truck. I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Can confirm. Uh, Yeah. Guys, I'm still a big girl. Unfortunately, health issues. Um, I go to the gym like every day. Eat pretty well. Didn't really do anything. But I'm lucky enough that I still found people who find me attractive, which makes me happy. I mean, and I find them attractive. And that's all you can really ask for, you know? You say eat well, but you did make me try lavender and basil chocolate today. Hey, it's raw dark chocolate with, like, no added sugar. So, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> the lavender one was decent. The basil one Yeah, if you want to try lemon, lemongrass basil chocolate, it's a brand called Naked. Oh. This is called Naked Chocolate. It's hot. Yeah. Anyway... Oh. Do you have a positive story? Positive. Because uh, I have many negative ones. <laughs> I've got positive things where I, I learned a lesson. Yeah. Right? Where I remember being a, a supervisor at a restaurant and I was working and there's rules to follow, right? There's mm-hmm. like steps to take to do jobs a certain way mm-hmm. because the people from head office want it done a certain way. And then there's a lot of things I don't think that head office knows what they're doing. So I don't sort of follow all the rules. But back then I didn't like... Own- wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Do you, sorry, I've never heard you say this before. Do you think you know better than people? I do. What? I have an answer for everything. everything. <laughs> so there's Weird. this Weird, so out of character. <laughs> right? There, there was this guy that was working and I saw him do something like completely wrong. Mm-hmm. He cut like four steps out, mm-hmm. which it doesn't give the same result, right? Yeah. So I was like, hey man, I need to talk to you. And I went through the steps and he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, sweet. So then I turned around, did something else. And then I came back into the kitchen and he's doing it again the same way that I just told him not to do it. I was like, hey man, what are you doing? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I I just went through the steps with you. He's like, all right, Clay, we're gonna be like totally honest with each other right now. I was like, okay, let's let's do this, right? So this is the employee talking to the employer. (laughs) And he's like, all right, so um, you know how you caught me doing it wrong, right? And I've worked here for like eight, nine months. I was like, yeah, he goes, I do almost everything here wrong because I don't follow any of your steps and rules. But the amount of times you don't catch me far outweighs the times you do catch me. So if I have to do it twice in front of you to make it look like I'm doing it right, I'm going to keep doing it wrong until I get caught because it just makes my life easier. Yeah. And I was like, all right, good to know. So I just walked away, <laughs> going to the office. I'm sitting there pondering like, 
Okay, I mean, they're not my rules. They're yeah. head office rules. And what the fuck do you do? Right? In that situation. At that situation, it's like, I could sort of take him off those duties yeah. and give them shittier ones yeah. that have less steps that are easier to do without, <laughs> you know, finding your own way. What he was doing was essentially cutting a bunch of steps to make his job easier. Yeah. But he wasn't doing more duties with his extra free time. Yeah. He was like taking his time. So even though he's not doing the steps, he's still taking the time to do it. Yeah. So it wasn't really making it any easier. That still encompasses all the steps, but it's actually better. Which we've done a lot. Let us know. Yeah. Because I would much rather cut steps out. Yeah. I'm the type of guy that if somebody says, hey, uh, Clay, I can save you 30 grand a year if you do this. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, so if we save 30 grand this year, I'm going to give you 10%. Here's 3000 You know what yeah. I mean? Because like, I'm still going to save $27,000 right, yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, please show me an easier way without breaking the rules. That right? makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that guy also had a, a sex move. <laughs> he was a hockey player, and he created a sex move. Yeah. And I don't know if I this should say... This is also a, a learning moment. This is a learning like, moment for me, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, he, he would talk about... He, he played hockey. Yeah. And hockey players are usually... I don't know. <sighs> what is it? What do you say? Douchebags? Mm, Douchebags? Douchebags? <laughs> Arrogant fuck. Yeah. They get all the girls. They don't Apparently. even have. They don't even have to be a good hockey player. No. They just have to wear the fucking helmet, jersey, yeah. jersey and done. Yeah, they have to. Have Chicks are lining up. That's yeah. it. So he, here I, anyway. Should I say his last name? No, it's been like that no. my entire life. I've Probably many not. But but I have to because that's the that's the right. the name of the sex move. Dive in. I, I I walked downstairs and he was like. He had, like, the dough on the counter, and he wasn't touching it, right? And he was just, like, miming and mimicking something with his hand. Mm-hmm. And he sort of, like, laid his hand flat, but tilted his thumb in. Yeah. Like, I, does that make sense? Yeah. And then he was, like, moving forward and backwards, like he was cutting the air, right? And I just looked over, and there was, like, two other employees around him. I was like, what you doing? He's like, uh, this is just a sex move. I'm teaching the young guys. And it was, like, ugly Ben was there, and Ben was, like... 15 at the time and this guy was probably 20 yeah. and he's like yeah I'm just teaching you know the younger guys it's the sex move I was like what fucking sex move is chopping somebody like, what? like teach me what is this I don't know what that is and he's like no so essentially what I'm trying to show you right now is uh, I've got the girl on doggy style like yeah, in that position yeah I understood that and, and then I've put my thumb into her ass yeah and then I kink my thumb over and sort of hook the inside of her ass and instead of using her hips as leverage to pound her <laughs> I'm pulling her, her ass closer to me and she's squealing and squirming. I was like, wow, I don't know if she likes that because I don't think those noises are pleasure noises. Yeah. But good for you, buddy. Like, good for you. Oh, no. And he, he told me the name of it. And I was like, that's your last name. He's like, yep. Trademark. I was like, cool. <laughs> Once again, proving that hockey players are douches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I, to, to this day, that was 20 years ago and I still can't. I saw that, that yeah. last name on a sign in Las Vegas and I had to take a picture and send it to my friends who I worked with back at the restaurant yeah. back in the day. And they're like, oh my God, like the thumb and the thing. I was like, oh my God, it's the sign on the wall because it's the name of like the business. Was you, 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 was you,